This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is a true story. And icky, but this is my life. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm not the only one. I'm hoping that there's someone else out there that I can identify with the story. Maybe you're a dog walker, too. I was walking around my block this afternoon with Penny, barely awake, right? Because I tried to stay in bed every last second. And the second I wake up and feed the dog, then she's ready to go for her walk. So we got to stay on her schedule. So... I don't know what's happening, Jay, but there's no internet in here at all. So Wi-Fi's down. In fact, my phone is also not connecting to the Wi-Fi. So maybe you're not Wi-Fi. Maybe you're hardwired, and that's why it's working. But it's not working in here. It. I haven't checked my phone, but it's working in the studio computer. Uh, I don't. I believe because it's, it's hardwired. Is it? Yeah, it's not Wi-Fi. The, those are desktops, so they're not. Yeah, the Wi-Fi. Try your phone. All right. I'm telling you, the Wi-Fi's down. Um, anyway, so back to my story. So I'm walking the dog. I'm half awake. I'm not really paying attention to what I'm doing. No, I wasn't on my phone. Uh, I'm in fact, it's getting dark now and I'm trying to make sure that there are no cars coming so that we're not out in the road. Penny likes to stop and sniff the gigantic piles of leaves. (laughs) So I step onto a sidewalk off of the street. So we come around a corner. I step onto a sidewalk and for some reason, my foot is on something soft. It's not on the grass. It's on the pavement. And yet my foot doesn't hit the toe of my shoe does not hit something soft. I look down. It's a dead rabbit. I'm stepping on a dead rabbit. And this was not a small rabbit. This was a large rabbit. And of course, probably a good thing Penny can't hear. I screamed. (laughs) The rabbit's dead. Rabbits aren't dangerous. I have no idea why. But it startled me and I screamed. So yeah, that was uh that was scary. <laughs> that was how my day started. Walking the dog in a daze and then stepping on a dead rabbit and screaming. I'm sure I actually did scare her, but she can't hear nearly as well as she used to, so it's not it's not so bad anymore. <laughs> I think that warrants a scream, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, it was it was I felt so terrible for the rabbit. I'm not sure how it got there. It was roadkill. Maybe it, someone moved it over there. I have no idea. Like there's foxes in your area recently, I, right? Yeah, there are. Well, not recently, all the time. Oh, all there's the time. always foxes in my in my neighborhood. So maybe that's how. But this is a pretty big rabbit to just leave there. Maybe the fox got tired trying to, to drag it. Uh, so, yeah. I hope your Tuesday had less drama than mine. <laughs> Poor Penny. <laughs> She's just trying to sniff piles of leaves and mom's screaming about dead rabbits. And so then I pulled her because I didn't want her to step in it or anything like that. Oy. One time it was a dead chipmunk. That was a few years ago. This was worse because it was soft and the rabbit was 
big and oh my gosh we're live from the rocket mortgage studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it rocket can it's after hours with amy lawrence here on cbs sports radio yes according to the laptop see we move from desktops because they're 1992 and they very very rarely work correctly right now we're using laptops and for some reason there's no wi-fi it says no internet access Great, because I don't need to access the computer. You know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to move over there like we had to do multiple times. Is that old desktop still in there on the floor? Jay, I'm in the middle of hosting a radio show. I'm not grabbing the desktop that's on the floor. I'll grab it during the break, of course. (laughs) Just give me a visual yes or no. Why can't I just move over there where the desktop's already set up? Sure, you could do that too. Oh, wait, we have an anchor tonight, don't we? Why is there no internet access? Probably because of the storm outside, I would imagine. We still have TV. I don't know. I don't control the internet around here. Do you control anything around here? Apparently not. All right. Well, great. So if I, we could probably try to input the password to see if there's, to see if it works. It's working. Anyway, it's fantastic. It's awesome. I'm so happy to be here. It's the hump show. I feel like stepping on a dead rabbit and not having internet access the second you start your show. It was working earlier because I set up all my windows too. That's the funny part. I spent 10 minutes. This is what I do. I spend 10 minutes cleaning the studio and getting the laptop all set up with the the windows and the stories that I need. And of course, it's not working. Of course. I did yoga earlier. I fell asleep on the mat when she was doing the meditation at the end. <laughs> it's been that kind of week already, and it's only Tuesday night. It's after hours on our Facebook page. If you haven't yet voted for a TD of the week, I can't see any of your internet submissions, uh, but I know they're there. Also on Twitter, A Law Radio. Now on our Hump Show, our middle show of the work week, we give you the chance to ask Amy anything. I took last hump show off. I wasn't here. I needed a personal day. And so we didn't have a chance uh, for you to submit your questions, but we are doing it again this week. And here's a tidbit. Here's a tip. Producer Jay is also collecting questions for a video version of Ask Amy Anything because we're going to do a special one, a new one. We haven't done one since July 4th. We're going to do one for Thanksgiving and to usher in the holiday season. And so if you want to send your Thanksgiving-themed, not all Thanksgiving, but some Thanksgiving-themed questions, maybe some football season questions, uh, maybe it's about the holidays in general. So again, Jay's looking for unique questions, creative questions, thoughtful questions, not Super Bowl questions, uh, looking for the type of questions that would go with a Thanksgiving, football, and holiday theme. So if you want to f- send those to us, I can't even see them now because I've got no internet access. Uh, seriously, on my phone either, either one. Uh, so <laughs> you could send them to Jay, and he's the only one who will see them after our CBS or on our Facebook page. I'm assuming you put up a, a post. Yeah. So I can't see that either. This is amazing. Want to see me go back to the days of, say, I don't know, 25 years ago when I was just getting into the business and we didn't have internet access on all our, our computers to, to give us the uh, information that we needed? Maybe we just don't talk about information on this particular show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What national day is it? Oh, I don't know. What national day is it? 
I don't know. I'm, <laughs> let me look it up. Some sort I of can't, animal or food. You're asking me. I can't look anything up. That, that is true. <laughs> All right, so our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. This could be fun. I, I do know what we're going to talk about on this show. We're going to update you on some serious injuries, actually. And, and I'm not suggesting that the injuries are important because of my fantasy team. So please do not mistake me. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, though, is that if you check your fantasy team right now, you may notice that there are a lot of injury designations. So you've got D for doubtful, O for out, Q for questionable. I mean, there's a ton of guys just on my roster. Three quarters of my roster, if it's not a buy, is an injury. And so I'm sure that's the case for most people out there who play fantasy football, but really it's an indication of what's happening in the league right now. What's happening in the league is that we've got players who are banged up. Of course, they're, they are playing hurt in many cases. Aaron Rodgers is a good example, playing hurt uh, even with a thumb, right? So guys are banged up, they're bruised. For teams that haven't had their buy yet, and there are a handful of them as we go through the buy, the buys, the buys. As we go through the viable buys, uh, you know that guys are trying to hang on so they can get to the buy, they can get treatment. Guys don't want to miss games, but we're seeing players on and off the field. And so, yeah, it's it's just that time of the year where the midway point or just past the midway point and the season's stretching on. There's been a lot of bumps and bruises, a lot of big hits, and not nearly as much time to recover. So continuing with Aaron Rodgers, they've got a game on Thursday. So they hosted the Packers. Uh, the Packers hosted the Cowboys on Sunday. And now they turn around and they've got a Thursday night game against the Tennessee Titans. And there's not a whole lot of time to recover. Now, granted, he's probably not practicing. Or if he is, he's not doing a whole lot of heavy lifting. It's more about the game prep and the, the film and the game plan for the Titans. Still. There's not much time for his thumb to feel better or for him to get a lot of treatment on his thumb. And so it's happening all around the league. He's just one example of that. But some major injuries, some serious injuries, um, those are ones that can't be dealt with in just a bye week. And so we've got the latest. Some that surprised me, like Dallas Goddard, for instance, who is now out for a significant period of time because of a shoulder injury, suffered in the Eagles-Commanders game on Monday night. We'd been waiting on Cooper Cup, and he's now out because of the high ankle injury. He will need a surgery, and it's been put on IR. So that's also a devastating blow to a Super Bowl champion team in the Rams that is trying to find any traction anywhere. And I know Matthew Stafford is still in concussion protocol, but regardless of where the quarterback is, Cooper Cup is the most valuable weapon, most valuable asset the Rams have, and he's impossible to replace. Obviously, you never, ever replace a player like Cooper Cup, um, but we've got to figure out, you know, the best way to accentuate the skill sets of the guys that will be playing. It's a lot of guys that we'll be continuing to learn about. Who's going to be the next man up? Who's going to step on up for the Los Angeles Rams? Maybe you consider them a lost cause. I look around the NFC North, the NFC West for sure, the NFC South, and what I see 
in those three divisions are a lot of teams that are either right at the Mendoza line or below 500, which means even if you are a team that's three and six in week 10, you can still make a run. I wouldn't put it past the Packers to make a run. They've now got that losing streak behind them. And while their schedule does not get easier, they definitely can build off of this win over the Cowboys. And the fact that they've got the Titans at home is a big deal. Thinking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, these are two teams along with the Rams in the NFC that people have really been surprised about how slowly they played out of the gate and how poorly and how inconsistently. Well, now the Buccaneers have put together two consecutive wins. They're at 500 going into their bye. That's huge. It just changes your perspective. You can get that one win and then maybe stack a couple of wins. We're hearing teams and coaches talk about it right now. And so for that reason... And because everybody's so bunched together with only six teams above 500 in the entire NFC. So six out of 16. It means there are a bunch of teams that are able to make a run in the second half around the holidays and grab some of those wild cards, if not division titles. So the Rams are not out of it. They're not mathematically eliminated, which is which means there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Unfortunately, Cooper Cup is going on IR, which means he has to be out a certain number of weeks. Matthew Stafford, the last we knew, still in concussion protocol. He's still in that in that protocol, um, still working through those types of things. And so he is, uh, you know, we are hopeful to get a little bit more clarity on some of those things this afternoon, whether that means he's out of it or whether he'll continue to remain in it. Um, but I don't have that information right now. Uh, as of right now, he's still in the concussion protocol. That stinks. It stinks for the Rams. No one's going to feel sorry for them, though, because they do have the Vince Lombardi trophy and they do have their rings. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get to some of the other Injuries around the league, some that, as I say, were a surprise to me, especially I didn't. Dallas Goddard came back on the field last night after he got hurt. Remember that face mask that was missed on his fumble, yanked his head around. I was thinking he might have whiplash, uh, and he left the field for a short period of time and then came back out to play later in the game against the Commanders, even as Washington was able to upend Philadelphia and hand them their first loss. So we'll get to the latest. Also, Super cool. I am personally thrilled having worked with him in the past, but also because I admire who he is. I admire his dedication to his craft. And I admire the way that Terry Francona communicates with the youngest team in baseball. There's a symbiotic relationship here. They give him new energy, new joy, new enthusiasm for the daily grind. But at the same time, they feed off his wisdom and experience. Now, you can't necessarily say the New York Mets were super young. You can't necessarily say that they were in need of that wisdom and experience. But what they needed was a calming influence. Someone who could handle the New York spotlight and could take every hit, every bump in the road, every... That stretch of adversity and keep it in perspective. And Buckshow Walter is brilliant 
at keeping the perspective, at staying even keel. He was the perfect match for these New York Mets who made the postseason for the first time since 2016 and won 101 games. And he actually now has four Manager of the Year awards with four different teams. That is incredible. That means you're adaptable, you're flexible, you communicate well, obviously a tribute to your leadership. So both Buckshow Walter and Terry Francona, old school, right? Old school with a bit of the new approach and the new players and that new attitude mixed in. But still, they represent the old guard in Major League Baseball. Pretty impressive for those two old dogs who, of course, have to incorporate new trips, uh, new tricks to stay relevant, and yet they are. We're also going to get the latest from the University of Virginia, Charlottesville. Head coach Tony Elliott in his very first year dealing with an unspeakable tragedy. I don't train you for this in coaching school. As well as the athletic director, they spoke out on Tuesday. A couple of impressive finishes and individual performances in the NBA. And... It's Hump Show, so again, ask Amy anything. Send your questions to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or to our Facebook page. And Producer Jay is looking for some really good questions, quality questions that he will hoard. He's a hoarder. (laughs) A little bit, admittedly. (laughs) Are you hoarding any snacks in there? Because my stomach's already growling. It is 17 minutes after the show began, and I think it's the stress of not having a working computer ever. What, What are the... What do you think of the percentages of the number of nights in the last year that we've come in and something's not been working? I honestly don't want to think about it too hard because it's going to be a pretty high number. Do you see my face? I see it. I'm I trying so it. hard to be happy. I have snacks. How's that? <laughs> okay. Are you hoarding them? No, you can have them. <laughs> oh, well, can, you can share them. I can I need, have I them? Those two. What? I can have them, you say? You can have some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay then. I'll keep that in mind. He's not hoarding his snacks. But he's going to share them. I got good ones. Sparingly. (laughs) All right. Find us on our different social media. If you two have a problem with your internet, I need some empathy. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Shotgun formation, it's a high snap, it's a fake handoff, it's a spinning quarterback, and he gets it out to Goddard with the two-handed pitch. Helmet high at the 30, runs inside the painted numbers, the ball drive free, it's picked up on the play, and running to the far side and down the sideline and into the end zone with what might be a fumble recovery is Jamin Davis. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. A couple of big hits in the NFL world on Wednesday, Tuesday, sorry, I'm just, my brain. Tuesday, we find out that not only is Cooper Cup going to the IR, but Dallas Goddard is going to be out for an extended period of time. That's the report from the Philadelphia Eagles. So coming off their first loss of the season, they have to regroup. And we know Goddard has been among the top few tight ends in the NFL in terms of production and in terms of what he can do, he reminds me, not not the same body type as Travis Kelsey and certainly uh, not used in the same way because the offenses are different. But the fact that he can be a weapon for Jalen Hurts in a variety of ways, right? So he's flexible and he can run routes, uh, but he can also block and a guy that can take the football all over the field. We don't just see him in one spot uh, lined up in one place or in one formation. So he's very versatile and that's huge. Um, and obviously has great hands and Jalen Hurts has relied on him. It was different to see their lack of rhythm against the commanders on Monday night. And a lot of that, let's not uh, over, under, over, over, under, let's not underestimate what the commanders were able to do and how the commanders were able to keep the Eagles out of any rhythm and flow because of the long stretches of time where the offense was relegated to the bench, the long stretches of time where the Eagles did not have the football and not only physically were getting cold, but, you're out of game plan, you're out of game flow, and you're standing there watching. So it's really difficult. Then you have to step back on the field, and right away, you got to go to work. There's a little extra pressure, of course, not just on the defense, but on the offense. Uh, And they didn't come up with extended drives the way that the commanders did. A couple of them here and there. I know they pulled within two points there uh, early in the fourth quarter, but it felt so obvious that they were out of sync. Thus, you had a fumble here, a fumble there. You had uh, just the turnovers, the three and outs. It didn't look like the Eagles offense that we've seen. What was it? One catch for A.J. Brown in the game. Uh, Dallas Goddard only had three and then had the fumble when his face mask was ripped to the side. Um, But the Quez Watkins was another one. So it was just very disjointed and out of rhythm. And that's a credit to the commanders. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You can find us on either of our social media sites, Twitter or Facebook. Send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. We had last week where we didn't have a typical hump show, and so this is your chance to jump right back in the pool. It's cold in some areas, so be careful what type of pool you jump in. I actually put my feet in the ocean on Saturday, and it was cold. I mean, the air was warm enough that I was able to be out there in shorts uh, and a light jacket. 
in bare feet, but the water, woo, stood in the water for a little bit in the surf, and then pretty quickly, my toes were freezing. <laughs> so wherever you are, if you're able to put your feet in the water or jump in the pool, that's great. But in the Northeast, winter has definitely returned. The Midwest, the Upper Plains has definitely returned. The Commanders had not just a, a win that Taylor Heineke called the biggest win of his career. He actually said that after the game. This has got to be one of the biggest wins of my career. He was pointing to the Eagles being undefeated, the fact that they were on the road in the division game, that they've been playing really well but didn't want to suffer two consecutive losses. Remember, they had seen the Vikings come back the week before, didn't want to suffer another loss and fall further behind in the NFC East race. So now here they are. They kind of stared down the the biggest barrel, if you will, in the NFC East. Lots of confidence there. And it now means that they've got a decision to make as a coaching staff in Washington. Carson Wentz coming off IR. They traded for him. He's, well, he was the starter even before there was any type of a competition. They traded for him so he could be the starter. But we know what Taylor Heineke does. He's fearless. He's 100 miles per hour, pedal to the metal, all gas, no brakes. That's Taylor Heineke. But he's also playing smart football. And he's clearly got a rapport. Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, raves about him. You can see how the offense responds. There's a ton of energy. And more importantly, they've been winning since he once again went back to being the starter. So what about Carson Wentz? Does he get his job back? Or is Ron Rivera going to turn this into a competition or maybe stick with what's been working? We're going to see what happens this week. Um, We have not had an opportunity. I have not had an opportunity to sit down with Alan and go through what the doctors have decided what they've decided. But the first thing I'm going to tell everybody is let's don't get ahead of ourselves because remember, we've got to return him to practice first and see where he is if he is cleared and ready to go. So we'll go from there, guys. And and, and be honest with you guys, um, when I do decide this and this is done, um, you guys are going to be the last ones to know. Of course. i got to inform people. I've got to talk, sit down and talk to Scott and Kenny. Then I got to talk to the quarterbacks, and then I've got to uh, talk to my football team, guys. Uh, so for the most part, you guys will be the last ones to get noticed, uh, notified. You have to look at the momentum. You have to look at you know what 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 the mood of the team is. Obviously, there's a lot of factors that go into it, John. A lot of things that I'll have to discuss with Scott and and Kenny, for that matter, um, which we'll be doing uh, a little bit later. And then, like I said, I, I still haven't sat down with Al and 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 gotten the full report uh, and what to anticipate as far as. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday going forward uh, if everything's cleared. Ron Rivera, man, it's been an emotional roller coaster for him. Uh, The loss of his mom, the win against the Eagles. Uh, We'll get inside their locker room. If you haven't seen or heard the video by now inside the commander's locker room from Monday night, it's very emotional. It might be one of the most moving and kind of powerful moments of uh, men rallying around their coach, just men as a family, even if they are a football team this time of the year, spending more time with their team and in the locker room than they are with their own family. So uh, he clearly inspires men to 
work hard. He inspires them to take care of one another. He inspires discipline. They love him. And, man, he has gone through it since he has been in Washington, including uh, his cancer diagnosis and treatment and then being able to ring the bell and declared cancer-free and now losing a person maybe closer to him than pretty much anyone. And so thinking about Ron Rivera and also thinking about uh, those young men who are on the UVA football team, University of Virginia hasn't yet made a decision about the rest of their schedule and the games that still remain as they've lost three of their teammates in what was a tragic shooting on Sunday night. Details are still sketchy, though the former teammate that fired the shots has been taken into custody. First-year head coach Tony Elliott, unprepared for this, although a 20-year head coach wouldn't be prepared to try to lead a group of young men, a large group of young men through something so shocking and jarring and devastating. Tony Elliott spoke for the first time on Tuesday along with the athletic director there in Charlottesville, and you will hear from them coming up. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. We're glad to have you with us on this hump show this Tuesday night into a Wednesday morning. It's After Hours on CBS Sports. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. My thoughts, my prayers, peace of my heart uh, goes out to those who tragically lost their lives at the University of Virginia today. Our football program extends its deepest sympathies to the families of those who were killed and uh, those who were shot. Just pure evil, uh, first of all. And, uh, you know, I've talked to Tony two or three times today. Um, You really, it's just hard to even really process, uh, you know, what they're going through right now. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You hear the sentiments of other coaches around college football and their reaction to what is still playing out in Charlottesville, Virginia, at the University of Virginia. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Dabo Swinney and Jim Harbaugh, Brian Kelly, the Pittsburgh coach who was playing against the Cavaliers last weekend. We've heard from coaches whose teammates have connections to these three young men who were shot on Sunday night. And this burden falls so heavily upon the first year head coach. Tony Elliott has been there half a season. You can imagine that his focus has been on football. His focus has been on trying to establish his own culture, trying to get the team on the same page with him and ultimately build a winner, except winning X's and O's. It all goes out the window when compared to the health, the well-being, ultimately life or death of the young men with whom he's been entrusted. And I'm sure that that part weighs so heavily on him. I've worked with a lot of coaches, uh, both personally as well as professionally. And all of them, for the most part, believe that their young people, whether it be men or women, basketball, football, softball, baseball, the common thread is that they believe the parents have entrusted them with the the care and the well-being, not not just the coaching, but the health, the nutrition, the academics, the safety of the young men and women that are now with them on campus. All of these co- all of the coaches I've ever worked with, I'm sure there are some that don't see it that way, but all of the coaches that I've ever worked with and talk to all the coaches I know personally, that's a part of their makeup is believing that they're responsible, not just for what happens on the field, on the court, on the ice, on the track, but they're responsible to train, to teach, to take care of the young men and women who are with them for One year, two years, three years. Sometimes it's five or six years. There's a connection. In many cases, there's a family. And because most of us as human beings don't wake up and think, okay, what tragedy is going to happen today? These things always catch us off guard. And for Tony Elliott, on Sunday night to get the news, been trying to put myself in his position. Again, as a first-year head coach, as a coach and a figure who is responsible for dozens of young men in his care, to get the news that a bus, a charter bus, had been ambushed by a shooter and three of his players not only were shot but died, two others on that charter bus wounded. It's almost impossible to process. It's almost impossible to know how to navigate the next hours and the next days. Feels like it's a nightmare, to be honest with you. 
um, and I'm ready for somebody to pinch me and, and wake me up and, uh, and say that this didn't happen. Elliott is a former Clemson offensive coordinator, so a guy that worked with Dabo Swinney, who, of course, has that family atmosphere and loves his athletes, believes that they're entrusted to him and the parents and the families rely upon him and tries to communicate that. And so here is Tony Elliott, who is prepared for the job, but says there's no chapter on something like this. I'm trying to figure out how to be strong for these young men. I saw this press conference, and Elliot had to stop and gather himself because he was fighting back tears when he was talking about their first meeting as a team. He said it was really, really, and then he stops, and he pauses, and he gathers his emotions, and he finishes with really tough. So how do you deal with it? He said the first day was painful, and it was it was about trying to be there for these young men, the teammates who have been rocked and their entire world has been turned upside down, even for those who may have experienced something like this in the past, whether it be a family member or a friend. I mean, a lot of people deal with tragedy when we're teenagers or even on into our early 20s. So I wouldn't say that it's completely foreign to all of them, but it's so shocking and it happened coming back from a field trip and one day your your teammate, a receiver or a defensive end is there and the next day they're gone. And no matter what age you are or whether or not you have any experience with it, it's impossible to explain. I think as humans so often, if we can find some explanation, some reason to try to make sense of it, it helps. But in these types of tragedies, there's no explanation. And so he just has to keep his guys together as much as possible. Today was much better. You know, we were able to transition from the pain to finding a little bit of joy in celebrating the lives of, of Lavelle, uh, Deshaun, and Devin. Nothing can prepare you for this situation, and we just want to be there to support the guys. And so uh, we're slowly uh, trying to process and move forward, but we're, we're looking for the positive and, and keeping, you know, close uh, close reins on each other so we can can grieve together. There was a candlelight vigil that was held at a church on Tuesday night. Another service that I know of that I'd heard about to try to bring the community together. It's not just the teammates. It's not just the football players, the football program, the coaches. It's also those classmates that knew them from campus. They're roommates in some cases. Now, often football teams and other athletic teams will be in specific dorms, but there may be roommates from other teams that weren't part of the football team but are also impacted and affected, not to mention just the, the general news that spreads around the campus. Some fear, some trepidation even though the alleged shooter is now in custody, it's a reminder of how 
fragile life is. It's a reminder at times that you are not as safe as you think you are all the time. I mean, these are things I think a lot of people, a lot of Americans are dealing with now. I know in New York City where CBS Sports Radio headquarters are located because there's a rise in crime and it's not just happening in New York, it's everywhere. I've had to remind myself to be more vigilant than I ever have been before. And it's jarring when you hear about an incident, an attack, a sexual assault, a robbery, something like that, that happens so close to home, so close to the office, or so close to where you live. You hear people talk about it and react all the time. This is a quiet neighborhood. Nothing like this has ever happened here before. Well, this is Charlottesville, Virginia. It's a campus of rolling hills, gorgeous architecture, really beautiful buildings, but not just that, beautiful grounds. There's so many pieces of history there. My older niece attended school there, and we visited her a couple of times. It's an area and a campus where people love to go. It's known for its beauty and its pristine conditions and how well the campus is taken care of. It's a magnet for those who love history, but also it's one of the schools that young people in Virginia first want to apply to. It's difficult to get in. It's It's got an incredible reputation. And now this shatters this kind of illusion of safety. And it shouldn't be an illusion, right? It, it should be that young people are safe on college campuses. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. They had gone to see a play in Washington, D.C., They'd done a round trip, about 240 miles. And when their bus arrived back on campus, Christopher Darnell Jones opened fire. He was actually on the trip. He's 22 years old, and he was part of the trip. And there was another young man who was on the bus. He said that Christopher sat in the back of the bus by himself the whole time. Now, we don't have a lot of information from authorities about why or motives or how this played out, but this other 19-year-old sophomore who was on the trip told a Philadelphia TV station, this is KYW, that Jones, the suspect, pulled out a gun as they were getting back to campus and pushed one of the players that he allegedly shot. And and according to this other 19-year-old sophomore, he said, you guys are always messing with me. Sounds personal. Again, this 19-year-old sophomore providing details to the Washington Post and a Philadelphia TV station, KYW, and he said they just kept coming. More and more gunshots. They just wouldn't stop. And he said then Jones just sort of walked or skipped off the bus. You may have heard some of the details before that he had previously been known to campus police because he'd had a firearm. Again, if you're Tony Elliott, how do you try to lead your your team, your young men through this? I'd say the, the biggest questions right now are um, how are the families of their 
uh, deceased teammates. They're trying. They're they're really just trying to process everything that that happened and all the questions that that I've gotten for the most part is, okay, coach, how do we move forward? You know, what's what's the next step in this in this process? Football doesn't matter here. It really doesn't. But the questions to athletic director Carla Williams did revolve around when the team will get back to football and whether or not it will play its next scheduled game versus Coastal Carolina. It'll be discussion uh, with coach and and the team. Um, Obviously, they're going through a lot, um, and we want to make sure that they're involved as well. And and so we'll we'll use our our best judgment, but it'll it'll be soon. We'll make a decision soon. Again, football doesn't matter when held up against life or death. There is good news. There was another victim who was hospitalized in critical condition. He had emergency surgery Sunday night. They removed a bullet from his stomach. They've done a second surgery to check for internal injuries, according to reports, and the word encouraged was used. They actually removed the young man from a ventilator after that second surgery. And then the other student who survived was a woman, obviously not a football player. She's considered to be in good condition. So, yeah, try to hang on to the positives. But, man, thinking about that football team and coaches on that campus. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.